Hello and welcome to Snake Way. I am Faden Cross. And I'm Cheery. And we are a Dragon Ball Watch podcast. This is our first time truly watching through all of the Dragon Ball series. We have some history, played some games, watched some episodes, kind of know the story about Dragon Ball, mostly Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. Now it's time to learn about all of Dragon Ball. So we are continuing our journey through the Red Ribbon saga of the original Dragon Ball series. We start today off with episode 32, The Flying Fortress Vanished. Vanished. Just gone out of nowhere. Keeps vanishing. The Ox King's been had. Goku is here to straighten it out. Emperor Pilaf made an imposter of Goku in order to steal the prized Dragon Ball. But it won't be that easy this time. Goku and an entire army are out to stop him. Who will ultimately hold the Dragon Ball? Or more importantly, who can hang on to the Dragon Ball in this desert battle? Asking some good questions in the summary today. Yeah, big big questions in the summary. <laughs> who will hold on to these Dragon Balls? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Actually, I, you know, truly, I didn't know who was going to hold on to this. I don't know why I'm saying it like, who knows, but... <laughs> so Emperor Pilaf, starting off with the Dragon Ball from my recap, flying off in his ship with it. Yep. He's flying away. With Silver and his ship chasing right after him, right behind him. I um realized in this episode that Silver is shirtless behind that duster jacket thing that he has. Realized? I didn't know he was shirtless in the other episodes, or maybe he wasn't? Maybe we didn't see his chest good enough. In front. Like, I think we did one time, and he was shirtless. Really? I feel like, yes. Huh. <laughs> I, I just I, remember seeing his abs and remarking on his body in the in the beginning, too. So, yeah, Silver is uh, giving chase after Piloth, and we get a cut to Goku and Chi-Chi figuring out what the heck's going on and running into Piloth's flying fortress thing. Is that where we have the escapade of, like, Chi-Chi, like, falling off the Nimbus? Yeah, he, she's falling off the Nimbus. She's they hold on, and Goku's holding on to her, holding on to the tail of the Nimbus. Yeah, <laughs> how many people know of Goku's weakness? I wonder. Just Chi Chi, right? And Yamcha and, and Yamcha, but and nobody. And, um, yeah, but just that crew. Yeah, I don't even know if Chi Chi actually knows it. True, I don't know how much Chi Chi knows. In general, she seems to have a very sheltered life. Especially being the daughter of a once evil man. Yes. She can defend herself, though. She can defend herself. So we get do get the scene of um, Goku and Chi-Chi fighting off the Red Ribbon Army. Oh, yep. Yep. And uh, it seems like Goku could do most of it. And then Chi-Chi just kills like half a million of them or something. She just starts firing her laser beam and throwing her blade everywhere. Yeah. Crying while doing it, though. Yeah, she just fights while afraid. It just, it does low-key suck that Chi-Chi only fights while, like, scream-crying. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. I don't know, it would be cool if Chi-Chi knew how strong she was, because she's clearly strong. It's just weird. She's a little girl. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I I just, like, Chi-Chi and Goku are the same age. Chi-Chi could also be like, I also like to fight. That's true. Especially if the show keeps forcing them as, like, a romantic pairing. They save the Ox King. 
We also, he saves himself, mostly. He mostly saves himself. The eye stuff worn off, it looks like. Yeah, he got that shit off or something. I like the, um, all the Red Ribbon Army, they have capsules. That's their main, that's where their army, like, their militarized vehicles are at, right? Just pretty terrifying capsules. With bombs and <laughs> everything attached. Yeah, it has, it's just filled. They're just warplanes. They just war summon planes, warplanes. Tanks. Scoop up their cars. And tanks. <laughs> yeah, and tanks. <laughs> I I love the capsules still. They're really good. Yeah, they're cool and scary now. They can be for war. Yeah. Um, Silver chases Pilaf more, but they like chase Pilaf into the clouds because the Flying Fortress, it just disappears. They go into the fog, they're chasing it, and it's just gone. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Give them the old disappear into the clouds. <laughs> Appear right behind them right, trick. Right behind you. Ha ha. I love how many guns Pilaf's Fortress has. Hella guns. It's a giant like Death Star with lines and lines of guns. Turrets everywhere. It just looks like a bullet hell. And they barely escape with their lives, but not their plane. <laughs> not their plane. And then Pilaf disappears again. Yep. Disappears just... as the reinforcements show up. Yeah, we get a lot of, in these three episodes, General Silver constantly calling back to HQ and asking for more reinforcements. Yep, and Dragon Ball's right here. I need more army. I need I need more. More, more, more. He is right. He is, is right. right there. So the base disappears again. We do get uh, Pilaf gloating over his win, which I think is really nice. I kind of like it when Pilaf wins. <laughs> Sometimes, I guess against the Red Ribbon Army, I like it when Pilaf wins. It feels more satisfying. Sure. Yeah, it's it's funny to see him get a dub because he doesn't get them very often. Right, and it's not against someone I like. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Low stakes dub for me. (laughs) Uh, I love his, he has like a chair that can move anywhere. It looks like in their bridge. Yeah. Yeah, like on a little mechanical arm. Yeah, it's like on a mechanical arm, just like a this cylindrical arm thing. It's really good. I, I I love the technology in general, especially for this ship. There's um mice looking at a radar, and you see like the faint glows of like the lines on the radar screen appearing on her face. And I think it's just a nice touch for the sci fi aesthetic of this show. Yeah, that was a nice little lighting scape. It just it just looks so good and just so it makes it feel more like a real world, in a sense. Like, it's not being realistic, but it feels like this is a world people live in. They have to deal with the technologies here. They're technologies, huh? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just like touches like that make like worlds feel better for me. I think it does look cool. I, I, I appreciate. I did. I did appreciate it when I saw it. I know it's so minor, too. And I'm just like, this thing, this is the thing I like. Goku uh, gets his uh, feast he never got for his fake wedding. He eats a whole bunch at the Ox King's place. Oh, yes. As they explain what actually happened, or sort through. Yeah, the Ox King does figure it out. There is an imposter. I was worried that he wouldn't. Oh, I was like, I, I, I just assumed he wouldn't. Yeah, we did. Just automatic, like, hey, he's not smart enough to figure it out. But luckily, Chi-Chi and Goku were together, so there's no way he could have been two places at once. No way. <laughs> and that's easy enough, two plus two, to, to put together. Yeah, Chi-Chi mentions that she talked about having a big family with lots of children. They talked about. 
that they talked about. Yes. They did not talk about that. They did not talk about that because Goku fell asleep. Yes. Goku has to leave, though. He sees the Dragon Balls leaving. And I really like this line. He said, or Chi-Chi's like, wait, what about the wedding? And Goku responds, I'll try some of that later. Next time. Or next time, yes. It's really good. And then we get a good scene of Chi-Chi doing the right thing, trying to explain. Oh. Wedding is not food. It's not something you eat. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Chi-Chi's really good. I feel dumb. Every time I look at Chi-Chi, though, I think, Dragon Quest. Why does she make me think of Dragon Quest when Toriyama, the artist, designed Dragon Quest? And I just... Yeah, of course she looks like Dragon Quest. The guy is making the, the like the art for the games, the style for the games. My brain. <laughs> it is very similar. I mean, for a reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> Soldiers are combing the desert with the butts of their rifles to find uh, Pilaf's Dragon Ball. Yes, because their radar does not have XY direction. Their radar sucks. Yeah, it is bad, but it also can't tell you how deep or tall it is. Right, and it's only located in their HQ. Yep. Unlike Goku's, which is handheld. Handheld and can zoom. Maybe they just didn't figure out this coral wheel yet on the one at HQ. Yeah. Uh, Silver kind of gets a call from someone who sounds like Darth Vader. It's really funny, like, uh, orders on where to go next, too, before we get to the... And he says it in a Darth vader like kind of way, too. Where he's yeah. kind of an asshole about it and tells him you better do it. <laughs> you, you better not fail us. Might as well. Especially, you know, I'm surprised he doesn't say, do not fail me this time, or something like Darth Vader-y. With all the references this show makes to just various other things. It does love to make references to those... And we we get more of this boss, right, in this one too. Oh uh, yeah, we get the boss interspersed throughout all of this, and we 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 it really is Irish. I was hearing the Irish more so this time. Just bad, really bad, really bad Irish, and would sometimes be Scottish. Yes, as a bad Irish accent is, it's a mixture of all like of the island accents. Right. <laughs> it's uh, really weird. Yes. And the the more we hear from him, the the worse he gets. And like the less the less when he was less talked less and was around less, I was like, yeah, this guy's cool, and badass. Yeah, the, the the more he talks, the worse it gets. Yeah, You're so right. Like, uh, it is this man is a joke. When he was cool shadow, he was like, Oh, he's cool. He's <laughs> threatening. So the soldiers get sucked in by quicksand. Come to reveal this is how Elof gets prisoners in the desert base, is his little quicksand trap. And <laughs> Goku also arrives at the desert. Pilaf freaks out because Mai's like, Mai's like, oh shit, it's the kid. It's the kid. We're in trouble. And then it looks like Goku sees the camera. Pilaf freaks out. And instead, no, Goku just needs to pee on a cactus where the camera's at. Yeah, he just needs to pee, of course. So we get a piss cam. Mm. And um, it's weird. <laughs> Would you take this sort of joke, though, like the pee joke, the the little toilet humor over perversion jokes, if you had to choose? Um, Devil's bargain. It could go either way, really. Yeah, it's about equal levels of bad. It just depends on the circumstance. Some of the perverted ones aren't as bad as some of the pee ones, and some of the pee ones aren't as bad as some of the perverted ones. That's fair. That's a fair point. 
Never thought about it that way, damn. <laughs> I think, man, I think I'd prefer the perversion jokes if I had to choose. I think. So all those times you see Goku peeing is instead of a place with a time where Master Roshi is like harassing another uh, <laughs> uh, unsuspecting woman. Yes. Slash shopkeeper. <laughs> this really is the devil's triangle. I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. You're right. I, but then I think about it the other way. There's less pee jokes, but imagine if there is more of them. Yeah. It's fucked either way. Yeah, it's bad either way. <laughs> Goku gets captured by the quicksand trap. After, like, running away from the surprise turrets. And beating the shit out of them. The yeah. anti-air turrets. Yeah. Which will prove to be needed later on. <laughs> um, Goku gets trapped in the cell very similar cell to the last saga mm-hmm. or no two sagas ago two sagas ago oh man and this time we see these cells are no match for our new Goku no match for Goku and not even the Mega Man robot that Pilaf sends to kill Goku no A ro- I love the robots in this show <laughs> they're really round and pod looking yeah, it definitely looked more like a mecha than a robot, but who knows? True. Because the robot we see later on is much more robot Yeah, we're getting a lot of sci-fi with the Red Ribbon Army stuff. Much more technology, yep. So, Goku breaks out of the cell. We have a chase. Like, the Red Ribbon Army also starts assaulting the base. Peel off in the gang. They run off with the Dragon Ball, trying to get to the hangar. Goku gives chase, has to break through some brick walls. And clings on to the Flying Fortress as it's, oh no, it's coming up from underground. They just parked it there. I'm surprised nobody saw them park it there. Well, it was after they blew up What's-His-Face. True, it was after they blew up Silver. So there was no one to see him. Yeah. And Silver comes back with a uh, the largest Air Force in history. Huge army. He brings a whole plane army. He brings a plane army. He did say we'll send over What's-His-Face's army. True. Um, and they destroy Pilaf's Flying Fortress. As it tries to take off and get away from Goku. And Goku gets blasted off. We we don't see him for the rest of the episode. We don't know what happens to Goku. Yeah, the the, the giant Flying Fortress is destroyed by the hundreds of planes. Hundreds, hundreds of planes. Like, like a fucking angry wasp nest. They all look like little dots, too, when they frame it, like, in the shots. Yes. It's just like little, like, little dots just little poking. To the huge sewer base. Pilaf and <laughs> Pilaf, Mai, and Shu are parachuting in. Pilaf's like, as long as there's this smoke, nobody can see us. But Silver's there. And the whole army is landed and looking for the survivors. They're just sitting there waiting. Pilaf lands like right in front of Silver, and Silver just holds out a hand like, you gotta give it to me. And he does give it to him. And Pilaf, I admit defeat on this one, pretty much. <laughs> yep, and doesn't get killed. Doesn't get killed. Doesn't get murdered. So... There's some code of ethics in the Red Ribbon Army. They also didn't kill the monkeys. Yes. So let's get into those monkeys. Our next episode is episode 33, The Legend of a Dragon. Goku explores a jungle paradise in search of the four-star Dragon Ball. Little does he know that diabolical Colonel Silver is hot on his trail. On his tail. Also trail, I guess. I don't know. And when the Red Ribbon Army carves a path of destruction through the jungle, it's clear they didn't come to monkey around. 
<laughs> Did not come to monkey around, that's for sure. That is for sure. So we get a uh, intro, a cold opening of Colonel Silver getting ripped. He is just working on that exercising machine, shirtless. Pumping iron, hard. Sweating. Sweating. The narrator is talking about the fearsome Colonel Silver and his amazing physique. Pumping him up hard. Pumping him up really hard. Yeah, they are pumping him up. I was thinking, damn, maybe this will be Goku's first real challenge outside of Roshi. So we get it a cut after the title screen to Silver beating up professional boxers. Yep. That's, that, that's a sparring. Four on one. Four on one. Beats him up like nothing. Kicks their ass and gets told, hey, you gotta go, you gotta go find another Dragon Ball. Yep. One more Dragon Ball for you to find. Red River Army got one Dragon Ball so far. As far as we know. Mm hmm. So we find out Goku. We get a little recap of the air attack. Goku getting away from the explosion. The Nimbus saved him and he's just unconscious. Yep. He said, flying Nimbus come to me before it blew up and it caught him midair like a homie. And then we get to one of the problems of the episode. So we cut to Colonel Silver meeting with General Red, the leader of the Red Ribbon Army, it seems like, and the Irish-Scottish-Italian-ish mobster. Yeah. His little fucked up cat jumps around the walls and like almost takes out Colonel Silver's eye. He dodges him twice, but the second time he slits him a little bit. On the same spot that already had a slit, I assume earlier from the cat. <laughs> yeah, this cat's a dick. Dick cat. No no, no training whatsoever from General Red. I think a little bit of training. He just likes the fact that he fucks up people that come in. True. You know what? You're right. Because he does mention, hey, I think he says like your predecessor got a scratch on his eye and then he didn't last very long. He yeah. lost his eye. And then also like... The butler guy, or whatever, his assistant, he like calls, he calls the cat back, like, don't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. So we get Goku monkeying around a little bit in the trees, in this jungle. He hungry. He hungry, and he's searching for food, and he's like hanging on branches and stuff. Very big monkey behavior, and that's because, well, there's going to be a lot of monkeys this episode, so we got to really hit that home. Yep. Uh, Goku gets in a fight with a little monkey. Thinks of not a little monkey, but a a mama monkey doesn't a get in a fight. Doesn't get in a fight, but it gets mad at her, chases after her, sees oh, she's giving it for her kid. I'll let you have it. Yeah, because the monkey steals the fruit. This mama monkey is the only monkey with breasts throughout the entire episode. Yes, it's kind of funny. It is kind of funny because then I'm like, okay, so are the rest of them males? Because no this... nipples, no nipples, just. The outline just of boobs. Lumps. As if her fur is just a shirt. Yes. <laughs> uh, the monkey, like, kid and mom are about to get ate by a panther. Because, yeah, the monkey falls out of a tree doing a backflip. Yeah, monkey falls out of a tree. I thought died. I was thinking it kind of died, too, but it was okay. It was okay. It, not even harmed. <laughs> That's fine. It was a monkey. It's a monkey. <laughs> they can fall on trees. They're a little light, too, so they don't have a heavy velocity to fall. Sure. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's why baby birds survive falling out of trees, for sure. Some don't. Some Wait, don't. hold on. I don't think any of this is true. I'm definitely not a biologist. You definitely aren't, so I don't think this is true. Um, Goku saves the monkey, baby, and mom, and they're like, damn, 
food time because Goku has fallen down and he's passed out or he's hungry. He hungry. He hungry. And they all, all the monkeys in the community, they give Goku food. Yeah, the first little baby one brings over the fruit that his mom stole. Correct. And then, yeah, they give him a whole monkey feast and he eats all the fruit. To show their gratefulness for saving the two from the panther. Yeah. Goku eats it all, takes a nap. Cut to monkeys in the tree. Yeah, cut to monkeys in the tree, and hey, what's this glowing thing? Oh, it's a Dragon Ball. And it's the five-star Dragon Ball in the shape of a pentagram. Yep. Like a typical pentagram. Yep, and also, funny, like, why? This is the second Dragon Ball now that we've seen that has started with animals. Just hanging out with animals. I mean, something about animals are mystical, right? Mm-hmm. They are spiritual and, like, they're closest to nature. Just closest to the earth. All the other ones, I think, were helped with people on the first time, it feels like. Almost all of them were helped by people. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, we're so far two for two on animals holding them. We'll see. We're on Animal Watch now. Animal Watch. And all the monkeys start playing with the Dragon Ball. It first scares them, and then the little monkey's like, hey, I'm going to start tossing it around. Yeah, I'm a little kid. Then we get a surprise cut. I was not expecting this. We get a cut to Krillin doing push-ups. And who's on top of him? Turtle. Turtles. Turtles. We so, asked about you before. Now you're here. I think this is the same sea turtle friend. That's yeah. the main one. The first one on top of Krillin. That talks. But he doesn't talk at all these two episodes. these episodes. No. And he has a new design. He's no longer brown. He's green. Because he used to be a very brown turtle. I, we didn't get, I didn't get a very good look at him. Oh no, he's like he's like very different. Well, I also don't know if it's the same one, but we'll see. We don't know if it's the same one. He didn't talk. He didn't talk and he wasn't Yeah. I hope it's the same one though. Anyways, <laughs> Krillin Max is out at nine hundred and ninety nine push ups. With the turtles and Roshi on his back. With two turtles and a Roshi. So three turtles. Yes. Roshi gives him crap for not doing enough push ups. Right, and they all Snack time. Snack time. Launch has snack, and the snack is the biggest bowl of ice cream, ice cream anyone has ever seen. Big ice cream. And Krillin's like, I'm not feeling ice cream. And Roshi's like, if Goku was here, he wouldn't be complaining. He, he said, I'm too tired. Oh, I'm too tired. And Goku would laugh that off. He would. Goku would laugh it off. Eat. But also, Launch brings up a big, good point. Goku's a special boy. He's a special boy. Krillin misses him, though, which I think is cute. He does. Krillin's just his like, rival. Well, best friend, I would say. Yeah. I don't think they're really rivals. I really don't. They're rivals. Yeah. Goku... (laughs) Krillin is literally training so that he could be as strong as Goku. Okay, yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's like the definition of a rival. I know it is, but in my heart, it doesn't feel like they're rivals. It just feels like they're best friends. They're both. I guess they're both. But I don't know why I don't feel it. The rival thing in my heart. It doesn't Goku's feel right. So strong, but it's okay. I think it's because Goku's so strong. It just doesn't feel like it's like my rival isn't sunlight. It's too strong for me. Well, it's in my Pokemon games. They're always my rival, but I'm too strong for them. Yeah, but those are for children. Yeah, so is this. Damn. Uh, Goku <laughs> asked about the Dragon Balls. <laughs> Krillin. Not Goku. You're right. Krillin asked about the Dragon Balls. <laughs> And Roshi explains the legend he heard. Uh, the Dragon Balls used to be one giant 
Dragon Ball of like all mystic arts. And boy, you should have seen it. It really did sparkle. It sparkles. Did he think he saw it? It seems like no. he was really there when he was telling the story. Maybe he's a good storyteller. And he found the fountain of youth. Or because he wasn't aware of the Dragon Ball when he gave it away to Bulma, though. Maybe. And I'm actually wondering, did he just like research it after that? And found this legend, and it's like someone once told me this. I knew this all along. This is this is yeah, it could be because that's a Roshi move. It's a Roshi move, kind and, of. And the Dragon Ball was going to be stolen, and it split into seven, so no one could like steal it ever again. Steal it ever again. You got to get all seven together. You at least got to work harder at stealing, I guess. Something like that. And you only get one wish, anyways. You only get one wish. Yeah, they were giving these people, like, infinite mystic wishes, it seemed like. They are having a perfect utopia. It was the Big Bang power. That's right. They talk about what they'd all wish for as well. Krillin wants infinite strength. We don't find out what Launch wants. What do we think Launch wants? Didn't we find out what Launch wants? I don't think we did. She, it, oh, no, she recommended ones for Master Roshi, but we know what Master Roshi wants. Yeah, Master Roshi w- wants, I guess, to... And he gets after Krillin and says, go learn your muscles the good old, the old-fashioned way. And it's like, why can't you do the whole the old-fashioned way, Master Roshi? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Get some bitches in your life. <laughs> Christ. Yeah, actually do something instead of, I don't know, having to barter your way through pussy. Or just actually barter your way through pussy. Go find a prostitute. <laughs> right. You know Not that? have kids be the intermediary between you and pussy. He just—he has the same problem as fucking what's his face, but is worse about it somehow. Yamcha. Oh, Yamcha. What's his face? I don't know why I also couldn't think of Yamcha when you said that. I was like, who? The only person like that. <laughs> That's true. You're right. So we get back to the jungle, and they, the Red Ribbon Army is just torching it. Goku goes to aid the monkeys. We we get a shot of like the monkeys getting shot at. Like this weird, like interstitial cut <laughs> yes. of like bullets flying through them, and they're all like in dramatic poses of like being blown away, but there's no blood or anything. No, and they're dodging. And then we cut to see some monkeys that are like bandaged and wounded and like held captive. Yeah, the, the Red, Red Ribbon, Ribbon Army, Army has prisoners of war, and they're monkeys and that the they monkeys. bandaged up. Yes. <laughs> so, or the monkeys bandaged themselves up. I doubt it. I, th- I, I don't. These monkeys are pretty smart. Yeah, but Colonel Silver also didn't execute Pilaf. Again, they must be working with some code of ethics. Sure. Of some kind. Maybe there's a Geneva Convention. But they were burning down the whole forest, for sure. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So Goku finds them doing this shit. He's like, stop. Yeah, stop. And the guy's like, why don't you make me? And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they're about to fight, but then they see the uh, mama monkey and the baby monkey with the six-star dragon. Or no, no, he does fight ball. them, and he beats them up. Because then well, he fights Silver the... and them are about to fight. Oh, yeah, true. Goku does break a tank with a big boulder. Yeah, and beats up all the flamethrower guys in an instant. True. Yeah, that's right. I was thinking of the Colonel Silver thing. I was like, no, no. Yeah, he beats up all the flamethrower guys. And then he comes across Colonel Silver. He's like, he sees him. Curl Silver sees him pick up a giant boulder like three times the size of his tank yeah. and just casually toss it on his tank. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to fight that guy. So he like runs up. He's like, we're going to fight right now. And he's like, he's like I don't want to fight you. You're an asshole. Right. And then all of a sudden the monkey and the baby monkey with the five star dragon ball swing through the picture. And Goku's like, 
wait for me. <laughs> so he chases after him. Yep. Uh, Colonel Silver takes a rifle. Yeah, really. He's like, give me your rifle. He's like, why? He's like, but give me your rifle. That's an impossible <laughs> shot. And he like shoots the branch the monkey's about to grab. And the monkey is now falling off into a cliff. Into a cliff. Goku saves the monkey, but the monkey drops the Dragon Ball. Yeah, down into the cliff. Goes down into the ravine, washes away. And the, Kevin Silver sees this. He turns to this guy. He took the sniper from him. He's like, give me that Dragon Ball. <laughs> we were talking about this. Captain Silver has two modes. It's either smug about having Dragon Balls or yep. being a badass or angry as fuck he can't be smug about having the Dragon Balls. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the two odds. He or, has... or cold investigator. And like, I really got to give props to the voice actor. He's doing a good job. Like, yes. Colonel Silver is a dick. Yeah, he's the Colonel Silver is doing a good job. He's doing such a good job when he later on has a conversation with General Red. It feels like it's such a dichotomy of work because Colonel Silver is good. Voice actor is doing a great job. And General Reds is not. It's, it's like, bad. It's like it feels like it's someone's doing an amateur one for this Dragon Ball episode. It's just like inserted in. It's so bad. It's I don't a band know what up. the director was up to, but he was sleeping on a job today. He was sleeping when the Irish accent came out. <laughs> like, sure, that's good enough. Anyways, next episode, episode thirty-four, cruel General Red. General Red. Colonel Silver's troops scour land, sea, and air in search of the elusive Dragon Ball. But what they find is Goku. With the help of his dragon radar, Goku pinpoints the location of the ball and plucks it from under the noses of the Red Ribbon Army. But he doesn't get far. Goku's escape attempt brings him face to face with Colonel Silver himself. Hell yeah, we get a fight in this one, don't we? We had two battles in the last episode, Goku v. Panther right. and General Silver against professional boxers. That's true. All ending in one-hit Kalos. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and also, we forgot to mention, the way Colonel Silver dodges the boxers, he just, like, walks in the right way, and they all miss. Yep. It's so good. So, again, I thought he was a serious threat for Goku. We'll find out. All of his men are scuba diving for the Dragon Ball. The fact that we get blue balls on the fight a little bit also builds it up. Like, ooh, maybe, maybe he, maybe he can. We don't know. We don't yeah. know. Look at yeah. that shot he took. That was a sick shot. It was a no sick human, shot. No human could make that shot. Bulma couldn't do that. It's an impossible shot. The guy said it right there. <laughs> impossible. I also, man, imagine saying that to your superior officer who just took your gun from you. Like, do you want to get shot in the face, man? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is literally shot. you're literally setting yourself up to be made an example of. <laughs> yes, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he killed his second classic move. Um, <laughs> Colonel Silver <laughs> is just yelling at his men to scuba dive harder. Goku, we get a cut to Goku and the Monkey Family. And I Go- didn't see, I didn't expect Monkey Family to be returning characters. I didn't either, and they're so sad for Goku to leave. Oh yeah, they, the little baby monkey was like, no, hang out with me a little more. No, hang out with me, and that's because I think the monkey knows it's about to storm. Maybe. Because it immediately storms. Downpour. He gets walloped in the forehead with just the hardest raindrop possible. When mm-hmm. it on them. The Red Ribbon Army has to pack it up for the night. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, a crazy, huge, like, rainstorm flooding, and, like, 
the boats were fucking hitting up against the rocks, and there's still divers in the water. Yeah. It's kind of fucking chaos. They did not check the meteorologist. No, they didn't contact the meteorologist radar. No. Um, I love the shot of Colonel Silver and the lightning striking from behind yeah, him. And it's the rain. So and him, everyone else, like, packing up and getting out of the way. Colonel Sanders just, like, posing in the fucking rain and in lightning. The ra- and it's just, and oh, he's if- like, fine, I guess I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll resume the search tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> the one time General Red is reasonable, it's like, okay, guys can't work in the rain. That's too much. You can't work in the rain. They have a good union, I think. Well, maybe not. No. No, that's right, because uh, I forgot to mention this in the last episode. We learned that they have to pay for their own ribbons. They have to pay for their own ribbons. <laughs> that's a good bit. Just like, and so the accountant told me I have to pay for my own ribbon out of my next paycheck. Yeah, and like, and the guy acted like he told the quartermaster how it was going to be. Because yeah. if that ever happens, I'm sure. And he's like, this is ridiculous. It's part of the uniform. And he doesn't say how the rest of the conversation goes. I won't goes. hear this again. <laughs> Which is definitely the accountant going, I don't care. It's coming out of your next paycheck. I don't care if it's part of the uniform. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, these people are kind of funny, but... We will see these guys again soon. Yep. That's true. Yeah. They're, this this man and dog are reoccurring characters. In different uniforms, for some reason. They're in, know. like, dirt-digging uniforms. Yeah, like, they're in, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're in, like... They're undercover, because they also have a random, like, pickup. Yeah, the army car. We uh, see all the capsule houses. They brought the capsule houses, the dome houses, Mm -hmm. which I really love. Uh, (laughs) Colonel Silver contemplates in the rain, (laughs) not in the rain, but he's like looking out the window, just like contemplating his situation. Got a new location for the Dragon Ball, and they'll search in the morning. We get some awesome shots of like the river flooding and rocks mm-hmm. like exploding and the Dragon Ball getting like shot out of the river. Yeah. And like taken away in different ways. It's really fun. Um I would like to point out the five star Dragon Ball is no longer a pentagram. I didn't notice that. It is now it is like um like a die. It's like a die. Yeah, it's like the five like a like a five sided <laughs> die. That's hilarious. Not five sided dice. It's like the f- the five side of a dice. The five side of a dice. Yes, that's how you describe it. It's really funny. I was like, wait, what happened? <laughs> that is funny. I did not notice that. I wonder how much it's changed throughout all the episodes. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> and how much they all change. We get a shot of, uh, it's the next morning. Soldiers are slacking off. It's the same soldiers with the accountant issue. And Colonel Silver threatens to kill them if they don't do their job. He shoots at them, too, to start with. Because they're still... I didn't even recognize... I thought these were just random characters. Until Colonel Sanders just starts shooting at them. Because they're in, like, totally different overalls. And, like... like They look like farmers. They look like farmers. Like, the old West farmers. And they get shot at. And they, like, get back to work. And they're like, oh, yeah. We gotta work. We're in the army. Goku finds the Dragon Ball immediately, really easily. right in front of them. Yeah, yeah because he, he has a good, over and finds good radar, and he's like, and it's really funny because there's something really interesting because he looks at it, he's like this isn't the right one, and the guy is like, hey, kid, give, give it me to that, us, give me that Dragon Ball. He's like, why? And I think if he had just been like, you know, I just really need it. Yeah, Goku would have been like, yeah, sure, here you go, or like, this is mine, this is mine. And he's like, oh yeah, here, why not? But instead, he's like, no, like he tries to threaten them, and then Goku's like, no, fuck you, it's mine. Yeah, and I'll beat your ass for it too. And then proceeds to beat his, their ass for it. Yeah, he <laughs> destroys the dog too. He like does like a punch yeah. rush combo. He doesn't and give him the blessing him. of a one hit knockout. No. <laughs> 
Goku flies away in the Nimbus. Colonel Silver gets word that, hey, this fucking kid stole it from us. And Colonel Silver launches a javelin missile. Runs out his fucking door yeah. with a javelin and just sees Goku flying away flying in the cloud. <laughs> like, <laughs> launches that thing and blows up the Nimbus. It actually a bomb this time. Yeah, it wasn't just, I thought it was just going to be the weird sticky stuff. Nope. But it was an actual missile. Goku lands extremely gracefully like a jeep. Yep, but he's pissed. He's, he's pissed, pissed. You killed my, my, min- blew up my Nimbus. Nimbus. It's like, why would you do that? He's really mad. I, Colonel I don't Silver. Know why, I don't know why he's so certain that it was blown up, but it did like poof away into like some poofs afterwards. But it's a cloud, bro. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it seems blown up. He called it a few times. Did, no, he did not. I thought he kept. Well, he, he kept yelling. He kept Nimbus. yelling. Why'd you blow up my Nimbus? But he didn't say. He has not. He has yet to try and call Nimbus. Come to me. True. He doesn't see all flying Nimbus. So, yeah, you're right. Knowing Goku, it probably will be fine. It's a cloud. You can blow up a cloud. (laughs) Well, and you what you also can't do is beat this, like, 12-year-old's ass. No, you cannot. He he thinks he can. Colonel Silver is so cocky, but he's also like, you also seem pretty strong. So, like, that's you're you're not an ordinary kid. This should be fun. Yeah. He's like... His ego is not ready. In his mind, it's like, oh, this is going to be, like, a challenge, but not, like that much of a challenge like it's just a kid like sure he might be a little pain to put down but like he's just a kid yep he's just a kid he did not watch the recent tenkaichi tournament no he did not he was too busy hunting for dragon balls i guess or something or working out to get his ass kicked later yeah yeah the professional box see i wouldn't hire professional boxers i would hire the people who fought in the world martial arts fighting tournament someone probably did they just got eliminated in the Elims. <laughs> True. Goku kicks his ass really easily. He doesn't even engage with him in a fight first. He's just like dodging all he the moves. Kicks, yeah, he kicks him one time. Yeah, he kicks him in the stomach one time, and that's basically it and for Silver. Starts to walk away, and Silver gets up and tries to throw some more attacks at him. And we see a rare blow from man Goku after he jumps over a huge sweeping leg attack. Is you get that fucking sick knockout below across the jaw with the tail. Yeah. Just fucking knocks him out with the tail. Yeah, he, like, dodges off his tail. He's, like, propped up on his tail. And he jumps in the air, I think. He's just, like, falling in the air. Well, he, like, holds up and, like, stays still. And he, like, glares back at Colonel Silver. Pops off on the tail and smacks him across the face. Knocks him out. Yeah. Knocks him out. Goku then loots Colonel Silver's house. Yeah, so he doesn't think, he doesn't try to call the Nimbus again. And nope. says, like, I, I gotta get over to the next Dragon Ball, which is over that way. <laughs> and he, so he goes and finds, he goes, I got an idea, I'm gonna go look for some capsules. I'm Small gonna Goku the, brain, working hard. Right, I'm gonna look for the flying cloud capsule, though. Flying cloud capsule, yes. It could, there could be a flying cloud one. Capsules are sick. Goku summons a robot. Yep. And Assistant. The robot's like, what can I assist you with? And Goku points to the direction he wants to go. He's like, I want to go that way. <laughs> and this robot's good. This is the incident. I'm like, oh, fuck, I love this robot. And the robot's like, then go that way. <laughs> and then Goku's like, no, I want to go very fast. And really far. And really far. Like, flying something. And then the robot's like, just use this capsule. Yeah, it's an airplane. I can't fly the airplane, Goku says. He's like, luckily I am programmed to fly airplane. I am programmed. Fly airplane. And they fly. They, they go fly. to the Arctic. And it gets really cold. And we notice Goku being cold for the first time. Goku's cold for the first... Well, we haven't been in a cold area. 
He's flying in, in the sky, but that's beside the point. And up in the mountains. But but not in the freezing Cold place. mountains. Yeah, not in the Arctic. Not in the Arctic. And so the robot starts shit talking how humans are in are too weak to being cold. Yeah, but the temperature is really fuck with humans, you weak ass. Weak ass little bitch. And then all of a sudden, he's not flying the plane anymore. Nope, he's not flying the plane anymore. Focus because... telling him to land, and it's not landing. And we hear him say, oh, my circuits are freezing. Sorry. Yeah, circuits frozen over. We're going to crash. Yeah, and then they crash. And then they crash. We do um, find out Colonel Silver did call. It's like, I got my ass kicked by a boy. And he took the plane. And General Red's just like, fucking idiot. I fucking, you piece of shit. Tell General White. He's Tell on his Tell General way. White he's on his way. We get a scene of Silver talking to General Red. And we get General Red finally. We finally get the look of this man. And he's... <laughs> this is... <laughs> Okay, so he looks like Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse. He looks like Thomas Wake. Okay. And it's really funny to me. <laughs> sure. <laughs> because... Was he the one who lost his eye? To the asshole rat? <laughs> cat? Oh, I don't know. It'd be funny if he lost his own eye to his cat. <laughs> he was his brother's predecessor. But well, he said the predecessor didn't last long. Yeah, because he got promotion. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the weirdest way that innuendo went. But yeah, he has an eye patch. Uh, he has an eye patch. He has red hair. I'm pretty sure that Big Boss from Metal Gear is based off him with this look. He has a giant wooden pipe, and he's very. <laughs> he he just looks like someone's like draw Irish as a person in Dragon Ball. <laughs> And voice that way too. Yep, yep. Uh, he uh, has his men threaten Colonel Silver for a little bit. It's like we don't do we don't do second chances here. Now get out! But they don't kill him. Yeah, and they were like, he was gonna have his men force him out, and he's like, "Don't touch me!" And don't he, touch like, intimidates me. all of them with a seriously successful intimidation roll, and then walks the fuck out. Yeah, I wonder if that's the end for Colonel Silver for now. I don't know. Maybe. For now. He's or like, not gone. For for, but for how long, I wonder. Maybe a few episodes. So we see Goku gets picked up by a little girl, gets dragged off, um, and the Red Ribbon Army found the crash plane. They're trying to look for the play, like the kid. Sees the drag marks. Sees the drag marks, and I assume they'll follow that. But who's to say? Oh, frozen up Goku, by the way. After yeah, the Goku plane. is frozen. <laughs> New weakness, baby. New weakness dropped. Freezing. Freezing. Freeze Goku. So how do we feel about these three episodes? I like these episodes. These are some good ones. I've been, I'm enjoying getting into the flow of this arc with the Red Ribbon Army. It's so weird now that we're doing a serialized story as opposed to episodic adventures where each week is just kind of a new thing. It is still kind of that, but you're right. It, like, it... It's like, yeah, it's more serialized than it has been, but they still have like this is the monkey one, mm-hmm. this is the flying fortress one, this is the well, this is just the continuation of the monkey one, which is interesting. That's where it got really interesting. It's like this is just like a direct like we're just going, and I, the next one's gonna be a direct thing like that too. You're right. It is and it isn't because it's it's almost like they're just like blurring the lines between them, mm-hmm. where it's it's almost because. 
it's like, well, sure, we got like the be- we got like the end, we got the beginning of the next one, but the next one is like still the cold place Dragon Ball where right. Goku gets saved by this girl. Yeah, like there's just more of a through line than there has been, especially like during the tournament arc where it's like, yes, there's the through line of the tournament, but every week brings a new weird thing. Yes, and and. The third line before, too, was specifically, like, how many Dragon Balls they have gotten now. Which one they got before, which one they have now. Right. And so now it's like, here's the story of where we are in Goku getting the Dragon Balls. Right. This is very much... Also, it's way more action-y now, too. Less hijinks. Yeah, less hijinks and gags. Yeah, more action-y. They took in a lot of that from the tournament. Yeah, like, it feels like like having Goku alone and, like, not having Oolong or not having... Roshi or Balma, like you can't do as much gags. Yeah, you can. They just they just choosing to do less gags. Yeah, it's weird. I think it's. I think. I think it just kind of shows like the progression of the show becoming more of a more and more action show over time. Yeah, becoming more of a, but a also, fight anime. The action is not all Goku, like which like it was before. Because before it was always Goku, usually just beating the shit out of whoever he comes across mm-hmm. or whatever comes his poor path. Versus, like, now it's, like, a awesome air battle between the giant airship and, like, a hundred fucking airplanes and, like, stuff like that. True. Yeah, I like these enough. I don't know. I, I feel like I just, I need to see the next to kind of feel, to kind of feel out the hole. Mm-hmm. I felt like the monkey stuff was fine. If not, I really like the silver stuff. The monkey stuff was fine. I like the silver stuff. I actually like the monkey stuff a lot with, like... These weird, like, monkeys that are pretty sentient. Yeah. Like, they're smart. They aren't talking levels in this world of the talking animal sentience, but they are, like, smart. Because they are thankful, like, clearly. Right. True. Uh, so, like, hmm. I like the monkeys. I think they had a weird, silly aspect. The Roshi uh, perviness was really toned down, too, though. Yeah. I was surprised of how <laughs> restrained they were on that. Yeah, there was no... Him going after launch. We didn't even see Eva launch. Yeah. We haven't seen her in a long time. No. Yeah. So the uh, next three episodes we have are episode 35, Cold Reception. Episode 36, Major Metalatron. Major Metalatron. Major Metalatron. (laughs) That's a wild name. And episode 37, Ninja Murasaki is coming. Okay, Ninja Morosuke, here we go. Cherry, do you have anything you want to shout out? Nope, not today. No, no words of encouragement or anything? or Well, have a wonderful day, everyone. I hope you see you next week for our next episodes of Dragon Ball. Yeah, I hope so, too. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> you can check out my other podcast, Club Flashpoint. We are doing Resident Evil 4 right now, so that should be exciting. Yeah, this is April now. We're in April. We're doing Resident Evil 4. Yeah. And until next time, go, go, Dragon Ball! But I'll also give you a romance. (laughs) 